This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey, It's hey. the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. podcast. Uh-huh, podcast. uh-huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Hey. Yo. Welcome to the All Love No Fear Podcast with your host. Ah. Okay, Will Smith. Hello, I'm KB, and and this is Mark Meta Poetic Edit. Ha! Ah. It's very animated here. I I never prepared for animated Mark. No matter how many times he comes to I, do I, the I, podcast, I do it every time you should, you should you should probably pull it together. I know, but I'm always just kind of like, all right. So, like the fight for me, this is like a slow. A slow burn. Like I start off kind of like, all right, and then I eventually get more animated. But I don't. I don't come to the party animated. I have to. That's how I hype myself up. Gotta hype myself. You gotta hype yourself. You gotta start high so that if you, it, it you can't go down too far. If I start low, then like it's hard to build up. Gotcha. It's very easy for me to. It's harder to go down. I understand. <laughs> it's, it's easier for me to. I comprehend. It's hard to go up. Yeah, it's hard to go up. I follow. I follow you. Oh, uh, yeah. Word, word. So what's so, happening with you? What's going on? I'm doing all right. Doing good. Um, we uh, missed last last week, so just yes. happy belated Mother's Day to all the mothers. Yes, all the mothers, the aunties, the godmoms, the mother figures. <laughs> hope y'all had a great Mother's Day. Bless you. Yeah. Um, we just, we just took a break. We were like, not going to do it. Yeah, because um, I, I started us. to be like, I'll do an episode. And then Mark was like, well, it's Mother's Day, so you don't have to. And I said, sure. Yeah, because sure. you record on Sundays, so... Yeah. It's Mother's Day And Saturday was booked So it wasn't happening Yeah Yeah it wasn't Yeah And I was just tired Physically Like outside of the whole Mother's Day or whatever I was just physically like I just need To just do nothing For this weekend And I did Do nothing yeah. Well I gotta I got look at my coupons See what I can redeem This week honey uh, Mark gave me some coupons for, for things for him to do So I have to review My coupon booklet And see um, What I can take advantage of For this week Word Word um, but yeah, uh, I, I do what I did post on the podcast website. If you wanted to go see it was a video. I did a poem. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to do more poems. I'm trying to get a little more active. I, I'm not probably not gonna be as active as I was before, but I'm trying to get a little active. Okay. We love to see it. New poem, new yeah. poem, new poem. Yeah. Um, just writing little by little. Um, this, the poems I'm writing now is less I, th- I, th- I think it's more of like a self-reflective of myself okay these poems i think the poems that that's had what self-reflective be- implies yeah i know it sounded crazy sound like i don't know english of myself and self with the self part while reflecting on the self of reflecting um <laughs> we're not gonna do that we're not, we're not um but yeah like i i think that um before I used to do like a lot of poems, I was trying to be instructive and trying to guide people mm-hmm. and trying to inspire people. I was doing that for a little bit, 
And then I was kind of just like attacking things for a little bit. Okay. I was kind of like attacking a lot of things that I was a part of. So I was attacking like the nonsense, nonsense of Christianity, um, of certain things. Like I was just trying to attack a lot of nonsense I've seen. Mm-hmm. And now I think it's more just attack of myself. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to break down as my own therapist, just break down like the problems that I find in, the faults I find in myself. Okay. Um because um it's it's very easy to get caught up in being like I'm not like others. It's very mm-hmm. co- easy to get caught up in that. Mm-hmm. Um I think Kevin Sage Yeah, I was about, about to say and, Kevin um, Sage was like he he kind of viewed himself like well at least I'm not, you know, yeah. like this, at least I'm not like that as a Correct. qualifier for how quote unquote good yeah. He was as a person or a Christian or whatever. Correct. And he he was doing that more Christianity. I feel like I do that with like um other things I'm not really a part of. Mm-hmm. So like I'll I'll do that with like feminism mm-hmm. or anti LGBT people who are anti LGBT. Like I'll I'll try to I'll I feel like I do that to myself and I have to like stop acting like I'm great because mm-hmm. of it <laughs> and and just more understand like I still have faults in the midst of right 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 and because when, when if I don't do that then I'll feel like I'm qualified to say something right and which I am not gotcha <laughs> I, I don't want to get caught up and feel like I'm qualified to say something based off of my intentions okay so you're doing, doing the work like yeah I'm so saying. I, I don't want to um I don't want to do that I don't want to get caught up in and that whole thing. He was caught up. Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't want to get caught up in like trying to uh, um in that whole thing at all. I kind of want to just uh pull it together. Okay. That's that's some real yeah stand up. Yeah, I want I want I want to I want to fully address my faults and recognize them. And I think I don't want to just be like, all right, I'm addressing it for a certain time. I want to ongoing still address it mm-hmm. because I think that's kind of. That's kind of, I think, the problem that people have is like, they'll take one time of their life, mm-hmm. they will address. I feel like their faults. Mm-hmm. They feel like they're in a good place, and then they're like, "All right, I'm good. I have addressed it already." Right. But it's kind of an ongoing thing. You're mm-hmm. always consistently because I, I thought I did that before. Right. And I feel like, oh, I'm, I've I've addressed these problems. Nah, you gotta go back. So and, now, now I'm and, a hero. You got you, yeah. You gotta go back and do like a, a little self inventory. Yeah, every now and again, just to make sure that you know you haven't veered too far off course of like what you intended or hoped to be or present or whatever the case may be. Because regardless, I'm still a Christian um, cisgender man. Facts. So as a Christian cisgender man, my privilege it's still all around me mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm still going to act that way I'm still going to um, move a certain way and sometimes I, I don't I don't want my thoughts to um, impede somebody else because I, I because of either my ignorance or just like me trying to justify like I, I don't want to get caught up in that mm-hmm. so I have to constantly do that I have to, right. I have to constantly self-reflect of the certain things that I that are a privilege, and I think people have to recognize that. And having a privilege doesn't mean it's wrong. Just like how we like, it's just there's certain levels of things that are privilege. Mm-hmm. We have the conversation about white privilege, but you have to have also the conversation as a male privilege mm-hmm. um, of 
straight privilege. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's just certain things that you just have. Yeah, Christian privilege. It's just mm-hmm. certain things that right. the world has, like especially America, they've created that these are the standard, and everything else is other. Right. So when 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 you are um, brought up in this standard, your view is a little different. Your mm-hmm. view is not of someone who is um, accepted. Mm-hmm. You know what I was thinking about before? I was like, the only oppressed group that people don't care about less, and I and like the world really doesn't care about them, are left-handed people. <laughs> <laughs> left-handed people, people do not care about them. Yeah, people do not care about left-handed people at all. I just don't understand. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think uh, if that's that's one that's one group that like people just they will just like the whole world is set up for that for them specifically mm-hmm. and for nobody else. <laughs> and I, I just I, I, I wish everything went did better with that, but it does not. Yes, left hand lives matter. That's. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm making a sign. I'm protesting because my baby is going to have accommodations in this world. Yes. Okay. But um, but let's go right into our introduction, our introduction state um section, our little uh icebreaker section. Which love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 love it or lose it. Hey, y'all. This is our icebreaker section where usually one person has four choices, right? And of those four choices, you choose, you have to choose one to throw away. Mm-hmm. Never let go. I never want to see anything about it. That's and when you want to love, hold on to, or when you throw away, want to get it out of here, and when you love, never want to let go and hold on to. Mm-hmm. And the topic for this time are hotep sayings, hotep sayings. And I know that you can't you can't throw all four away. Mm-hmm. Please don't all four throw. You can't throw them away. I probably will. You cannot. You I can throw, do whatever I want. Throw away one that you like the least. I can do whatever I would like. Okay. <laughs> and you have to hold on to one because these are the laws of the land now. Mm-hmm. So, the four sayings are, and I'll do a description of each one. Are it would be number one. What is today's mathematics? <laughs> what is today's mathematics? <laughs> Um, has been introduced to Kristen um, after the um, Wu-Tang movie with RZA saying it over and over again. Um, what is today's mathematics for people who don't know is a, a saying that is said when basically saying what is the knowledge for today. Mm-hmm. And it's usually about things that are going on um, in the community or about Kemet mm. or about just how what what black people are what they went through so that is a term hey, yo what's today's mathematics son <laughs> and they say sword a lot <laughs> sword is a trigger for me so like if you say sword like don't ever use the word around me just find something else to do because sword. literally whenever i hear someone say sword like the hair on the back of my neck stands up like i'm like no it is sword that w is silent do not do the sw no no I hate it. It upsets me to know. And I know people do it because that's how they learn the word. They sounded it out. They don't know any better. It is don't just I don't want to hear it. I'm not going to judge you. It just it just makes my skin the hair on the back of my neck stand up and my skin like I whenever I hear it, I literally do this. I'm like, yeah. so so please don't say it. Thank say you. Say just 
saying um, that what it takes mathematics. Number one. Number two. Is your third eye open? <laughs> so your third eye <laughs> is that eye that sees through the nonsense of the world. Is your third eye open is the question that people might ask you. Are you just seeing with your regular two eyes or is your third eye which has which makes you woke is that open? Can you see with your third eye? Or only are only you seeing with your two eyes? Because your third eye is on your head from your brain and you thinking with your eye. So is your third eye open is important. That is number two. Number three. Black, all black people were kings and queens. <laughs> so it's the concept that all black people from Africa were kings and queens. And the concept. So we should all be act like kings and queens because we're all kings and queens. That's number three. And number four, it's just a distraction. <laughs> so this whole category is a trigger. Okay, this whole category a is a trigger. So anytime something comes up, and you and like, if Jordans get dropped, no, you have to understand, sister. It's just a distraction. Nope. nope. <laughs> that they're trying nope. to tell you. Nope. When nope. Black Panther came out, no, it's just a distraction. No. <laughs> they're, t- they're trying to sell you on something, sister. No, it's just a distraction. No. Okay. So just this podcast. I don't know if you're listening to this, but you have to understand. It's just a distraction. <laughs> so just let's let me just start by saying the whole category is is to lose it. The whole it's, it's just a distraction. The whole category is a lose it. I don't I don't like anything here. It's okay. a, it's a lose it for me. The whole thing. Right, all yeah. of them. You want to list them off again? I do not. Do you, um, have, you remember all four? I do. Oh, okay. I do. Great. I, I can say it again. Just, I, I would prefer if you didn't, but oh, okay. I feel like you want to. <laughs> okay. Um, so You uh, know what? You, you take it away because it seems like you, you want to. So go. So the first one is, what is today's mathematics, sister? Please tell me, what, what is today's mathematics? Number two, is your third eye open? Is it? Number three, we were all kings and queens, all of us. Who were we serving? Nobody, because it was just us. All of us were kings. All of us were queens. We had no servants. It was just us. We had no subjects. We were all just kings and queens. (laughs) All of us were kings and queens. (laughs) And number four, understand that it is just a distraction. It's just a distraction. These are the laws of the land. You have these are the laws you have to follow. <laughs> Which one would you rather not? You could take away you could take away one law. I'll let you take away one one law of the land. <laughs> I'm struggling. Um because <laughs> I I hate all of it. Um and so this is this is really quite challenging for me to um, wade through as a person. Um, I think this is a world where everybody walks around and as soon as they see you, they say, "Hey, what is today's mathematics?" It's, it's, they say it to you every single time. <laughs> None of these are great. Like I, I don't want any of this. Um, <laughs> I 
Because <laughs> all of it is problematic. Yes. All of it. Yes. Um, I think the most annoying slash problematic one for me is probably the it's a distraction and I I would choose that one because so life itself is a distraction based on what you're saying you can't have fun you like you fun is not allowed what what is it that I'm the, the part that I always get a little confused on is like exactly what is it that I'm supposed to be focused on if everything is a distraction if me looking at my phone looking at Facebook is a distraction if me eating pork is a distraction if me wanting to buy some Jordans is a distraction if them putting out the new iPhone is a distraction if every single thing if the news is a distraction what am I supposed to be focusing on what is it distracting me from what are all these things distracting me from that part I've never quite gotten clarity on and I would like someone to explain it you sit at home and read books and books on history not fun books books on but what am i doing after i read the books on the history like what 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 is how if all these things are so distracting how am i working to eliminate these distractions like what is the story the books then you go to the black people meetings and we talk about black people things but what happens after (laughs) the books and meetings is what i need to know what what is the actual concrete and then we go thing that's supposed to come from all of this we even go do black people things Okay, that's great. But again, what I'm trying to get back to here is once we eliminate all these distractions from our lives, what what is the concrete thing that I get for that? What do I get? Like what 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 is in it for me? You have to understand when you buy Jordans, that's the reason why black people are not where we're supposed to be. It's because you bought Jordans. So that's the problem. But here's the thing. If if all the black people decide they don't buy Jordans, what happens? Then we would be freedom. Racism wouldn't happen anymore. There would be no more, race, more racism. But I feel like there's more to the whole storyline no than just that. So happen. this is what I'm trying to get to. It's like, what what does this have to do with the grander picture? How does this overall situation look once black people quote unquote stop being distracted by whatever it is we're doing living our life that's distracting us? Like what what are we working towards? Every, what are we getting to? That's what I need fun, to know. It's just a distraction from getting things done. But what things? For what? I just I need some clarification on that part because I don't feel like I've ever you I've ever to, gotten clear answers and I need them. So you gotta talk to people and figure it out. What people, Mark? They know. What people they know. Who's they? Who, who's they? How would they, they know? They, they know. Who's they? I don't know who the, they is. The people, the people know. I'm. I don't. I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm. I remain confused. The, the people know. Sure. Sure. Um. Sure. Sure. What about you? What's What's your lucid, sir? No, it's the same one. Um. Okay. Out of there. Um. It's a distraction. Is is quite frustrating. Um. Because it, it it's just weird concept that black people can't have fun or enjoy life um like i've i've seen it for everything everything mm. um it's when we are excited about certain things we like listening to music we like listening to songs we we're like we're very excited about certain things even watching certain tv shows and talking about that there's always like it it never, it never fails that someone comes into comments like this is a distraction we got stuff going on in the streets, and you just y'all just watching this shows. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it's that that is quite frustrating. It, it, like it, there's this belief that black people should not have fun. Everything we do should be like it, we we can't we're not allowed to do things that are just fun. We're not Apparently. allowed to do things that are just like not everything we do has to make money. All right. Not everything like it just it's, it's, it's just this is not how you live life. Mm-hmm. And everything is not about being serious all the time. Like we are allowed to, as a people, enjoy ourselves. Everyone else does. Why can't we? Is what I'm trying to get to the bottom. That, that's what I'm. That's the only thing I'm trying to understand. Everybody else can have fun. Why? Why are black people not allowed to have fun? And why is it that if they're having fun? Or enjoying themselves or enjoying life, they're distracted and not doing like how you know? How you know? How you know? Who told you that? Yeah. So um what is your love it then? As I said previously, all of this shit can be thrown in the garbage. Stop Chris Chris. I'm sorry, I didn't realize. Um it can be thrown in the garbage. I mean, listen, that ain't the first time people heard it, they'd be all right. Um And for this category, the word I used is the correct one, because um, it's all sugar, honey, iced tea. Um, love and love is love is very very loosely used here, <laughs> very very loosely. Do not do not under any circumstances think that I subscribe to any of this. Um, what was it? It was the what's the mathematics? The kings oh, and queens. queens. And your third eye open. Third eye open. Um. Again, I struggle. Um, I would have to say the mathematics because it's the least offensive one to me of all of these. Um, I don't I, the, the the language itself of how they're asking the question is irritating. It's like just just you know what's on your mind? Do you know the things? Like there are simpler ways to do this without asking somebody what's the science with the mathematics. Like what's the science? It's do this today. You got to do the science. You got to do the science. Like it's just it's too much. It's giving it's giving me too much STEM course for what is generally a very simple greeting question. Not STEM course. It's giving me STEM course. It's giving me STEM initiative. It's giving what's today's, me what's, what's today's engineering. Yeah, I'm like it's too much. Um, when, I, when I feel like there are less uh, Hotepian ways to ask the question of you know what's up with you, what do you know, where's your head at, what not like. I just I just feel like there are ways to do this that aren't what's the mathematics and talking about doing the science. Um so very loose um love here. That's that's the least irritating of the four things to me. Um because the kings and queens just logically doesn't make any sense. It just it just doesn't. Um and what was the other one? Third eye. Third eye, I'm not even Huh? Just just Find something to do. So yeah, that would be that would be where I am on that. I, I think I approach it differently. I, I think the reason why I chose the one I lost to lose it is because I, like there's nothing productive about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like the other three, I can see where the productivity comes in, but I also see where it leaves. <laughs> I see where productivity, like productivity, grand comes opening, in. grand closing. Like I see where the mathematics. You're just trying to see like get more knowledge and like well, what do people know and just trying to share knowledge right mm-hmm. the third eye is is basically saying um look deeper into things mm-hmm. right like think think for yourself stop stop just looking that stop just um observe what you see around you mm-hmm. try to figure out what's you going see how on. that sounds different from 
But then you look at with your third eye. You I know. know. Sounds different. I know. But, I, I, but, but, but that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about like their intention mm-hmm. behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, even kings and queens, I understand the concept of it. It's just basically saying, don't think that you're just low. Yeah, right. Yeah. I get it. I understand the motivational purpose of it, but Correct. like, just like a logistical like kingdom yeah. structure situation, it doesn't. It doesn't so, work out. But like, I guess to me, I think the one I would love would maybe be third eye. Okay. Only because of this past year of everybody just being trash and thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, You're right. It's been, like, it's been of, a little struggle, both. Yeah, I, just just out of those four concepts, like I would, I'm never telling anybody that in my life. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but just to, just because I need, I want people to just mm-hmm. think for themselves for like a second, and that's everybody. That's whole type of everybody. Everybody don't think for themselves. Hmm. Like, like everybody, everybody's like not thinking for themselves. Like everybody, everybody wants to be a part of a group. Yes. And I realize that. Like, even the people who say they think for themselves are together thinking together as right. a collective. Because like, I think that's the thing that gets me with people when they be talking about they they, they think for themselves. I'm like, you're, they, you're thinking you as, went and watched a YouTube video or five of someone doing the thinking for you and you decided that you believed yeah. what they said. I'm like, that's not thinking for yourself. I'm, saying, I'm like, I, I feel as if like, it, people doing it are, are just a collective of people who have a certain mindset. Right. So like even that, so it's just, you like, found some people like, that like, agree no with the mindset that you have and so you decided that y'all thought for yourselves and arrived at this conclusion on your own like nobody okay. think of themselves <laughs> it's it's really nobody <laughs> no everybody's like part of a collective of people right thinking for yourself is very isolating mm-hmm. and I think people have to understand that right it's a very isolating concept in general quite quite um so uh but like yeah like just have thoughts just Think about how it affects other people, and so that, that that's why I would say that. Okay. This is an awful category. I don't think I'm ever letting you pick again. <laughs> um, going forward, I will be the picker of the categories, and that will be that on that because. No. Nah. Matter of fact, you won't pick the next the next couple of ones as punishment for doing this. <laughs> that was that's a big was a big flip from what you said, by the way. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Why am I giving myself more work? How am I? I'm, I'm going to have him try to redeem himself and do better than this because no. Okay. Okay. That's that's a good way to think about it. What? I'm just saying like I I'm still mark questioning in it. Um but yeah, so <laughs> you ready? So that was love it or lose it. <laughs> love it or lose it. Love it or lose it. Ha, love it or lose it. Boo this section. Boo. Boo this section. Boo. Love it or lose it. Hey, Boo this hey. section. A. Hey, hey, hey. No more topics for Mark. All right. All right. We're just we're just going to move on with our lives um, and into our topic for today. Uh, so... <laughs> You know, uh, we all, most of us, in the <clears throat> adults in the world. <coughs> Excuse me. You okay? Oh, my throat got caught. The devil was trying to get me. Um, you know, most of us, we, 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 we go to work. We get a check. Because um, we have to. Excuse me, I'm yawning. Mark yawning. It triggered me. Um, but yeah, most of us, you know, you got to go out there and get the money. Go get the money. Go get the money. Go get the money. Go get the money. Shout out to OT Genesis. Uh, where, he, where he at? I feel like I haven't heard any of his jams in a minute. But anyway, 
um, you know, as adults, most of us have to go out there, go to work, do something, do something to get some money so we can pay our bills, feed ourselves, clothe ourselves, do all those things. Um, and many of us have the luxury of doing that without our our beliefs or personal thoughts about certain things being tied to our income. But not everyone is so lucky. Um, we were listening to uh, Propaganda. We played, we featured him on here um, a few weeks ago as one of the featured poets. Um, he has a podcast called Hood Politics. Yes. Um, and he was talking about how a lot of like gospel artists, pastors, like popular people in the black gospel scene have sort of reached out to him privately and had conversations about how essentially they don't believe a lot of what they like put out necessarily. They don't believe it inherently, but they know that that is what the masses subscribe to and believe. And so they know that their livelihood will take a negative hit if they come out and say, I don't necessarily believe this thing that the masses believe. For example, um, back in the 90s, um, Carlton Pearson um, was a bishop, I believe. I don't want to be no liar, but Carlton Pearson uh, was a pastor of a mega church in California. I think it was called Azusa, if I'm not mistaken. And you know, he was a he was a student of uh, Oral Roberts, like that was his mentor. And, you know, he, you know, was basically trained up in the evangelical Christian faith. And, you know, he said, you know, as he went through some things in life, did some studying, spent some time with God, he came to believe that there was no such thing as hell, that that was just a human construct created to uh, control people and, you know, create fear so people will do what you want them to do. And he came out basically publicly and said that that was his feeling. And, you know, it was a whole thing. Like people left his church. Uh, he received backlash from the bishops who were over the denomination that his church fell under. And, you know, people called him a heretic and it became a whole, a whole to do. And this was like back in the nineties. So like, you know, they was they was crucifying uh, Kirk Franklin in the 90s. So Carlton Pearson was definitely being hung up uh, to dry for making this statement. And I don't think that his stature and standing ever really recovered after him saying that. Um, you know, he still has a church. He still has followers. He still is preaching and doing his thing. But I'm sure his bag is impacted by him saying this and even though you know there are people who agree with what he says and he said it himself um carlton pearson in a number of interviews that you know there's a lot of people that he has spoken to on the side like big name gospel people that you know you would be surprised if you knew who it was who actually agree with him that they don't believe there is a hell but they'll never say it out loud because it impacts their their bag and so we wanted to talk about that today and you know what 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 that must look like or feel like to be 
in that predicament specifically. So I guess, what are your thoughts, Mark? Where are you at yeah. on that? Um, I, I think that uh, it, and this is where the, um, the church um, culture gets cultish. Uh-huh. This is kind of where it gets there. Uh-huh. And like, I think um, people realize that it's cultish and they're like, but like they have, they have, they're trying to figure out how to navigate it. And I feel like a lot of people in the gospel industry have realized that. Mm-hmm. That how the, so it's like, they know it's cultish in a lot of certain things. Meaning, number one, the label they're part of probably expects they um, require them to move a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if they want to voice something, they might be like, no, if you do if you do that, we'll drop you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, most of the gospel artists are on, like, one of two labels. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's not like a bunch of gospel labels. It's like one yeah. of two labels that they're all really part of. And I've heard a few gospel artists say the gospel music industry is exactly, like, the regular music industry. Yes, in terms it's, of how, it's, it's, how they in act. terms of how they act and how things are run, like it's the same. Yeah. Like even Ty Tribbett, like who's been around for several years yeah. as an artist. I would say close to two decades if I'm not exaggerating. Um, he posted a video like sometime last year where he was basically like the my label wanted me to sell out to promote a song. Correct. And I said no. And, you know, he said, you know, I'm pretty much, you know, I understand that I'm going to lose backlash. I'm going to lose money. I'm probably going to lose support from my label. I'm I'm going to lose tangible things, I'm sure, as a result of me pushing back and saying no. Because he basically said, like, I pretty much hung up on them people when he didn't say what they were suggesting him to do. I don't know what it is. But all he said was I wasn't going to compromise myself and what I believe and what I think, you know, just for a look or to make a statement or to whatever, whatever. And, you know, he was like, yeah, I know I'm going to face some backlash. I know I'm going to face some Mm. retribution of some kind for me saying no, but like, I can't let this label stuff make me someone I'm not or have me carry myself in a way that is, you know, disingenuous to me and so it's like and, and I have a feeling what it's a part of because his his like his, he was like, like certain, the song may never come out I don't know but you know whatever they told me to do I don't want to do that and I'm not going to do it and that's the end of the story correct like for instance I know a lot of his audience is white mm-hmm. and like I feel as if it might be something to do with that because like because I see like even his songs they're like they're very they're not like they're not as much as like a uh, Lecrae mm-hmm and even Kirk Franken goes a little further than he does, mm-hmm. but he does something, and I feel like he got backlash because of it. Because mm-hmm. the label's like, "Oh, you're compromising our money now." Right, right. Because like now people might not buy your music the way it was mm-hmm. because of what you're talking about, mm-hmm. and like he, they probably try to suggest something that was against that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Nah." He was like, "I'm not gonna do it." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, sorry. And like, I, I, I sense that. Yeah, and even Molly Music has talked about it. Like he hasn't been at like Molly Music is one of them like real artsy fartsy. Like he talks, he doesn't talk in riddles, but it's like you kind of have to listen closely to catch what he's trying to say because he's 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 telling stuff, but he's not coming out and saying names. And Molly Music even talked about you know how I don't know if you remember when he first you know. Tr- 
transition to more mainstream music, people were saying he wasn't a Christian no more. He was trying to go big time and forgetting his roots and blah, 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 blah. And Molly Music was like, I've always been this guy. I've always wanted to make this kind of music because I believe that the music that is inside me that God gave me is not just for the church people. It's for everybody. And I have I have the ability to form relationships with these mainstream people and bring the message of of God with what I write and what I share and what I do. And he talked about how he experienced a lot of hate and jealousy within the music and within the gospel music industry where people were like sort of blocking certain opportunities and like, you know, doing shady stuff because they were they felt like he was moving in a way that didn't align with what right. they thought a gospel artist or a Christian artist should do. It, it's it's interesting like with that. Yeah, because I, I feel as if like when you start doing certain things and then the gospel community starts accepting you. Mm hmm they also kind of try to restrict you from everything else. Like you're trapped. Correct. Yeah. And like, I, I think that's kind of what Propaganda was kind of saying. It was mm -hmm. like, because like, Propaganda, he used to, he started off, he was just, he was just a uh, battle rapper uh -huh. and everything. And he said, he kind of took off with his poetry mm -hmm. because like, he was a Christian. So like, he would talk about Christian things mm -hmm. and like, the gospel community was like, oh, okay, you're ours. Mm -hmm. So let's, we're going to treat it as such. Mm -hmm. And he was like, nah, Right. <laughs> That's not who I, I like. I'm not, I don't do like a lot of the churchy stuff y'all be doing. Right. I'll come and right. do a poem, but I'm, I, I'm not, yeah. I'm not really in, involved with the churchy stuff you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to stick a pen, understand when I say churchy, I don't mean church. <laughs> right. Those are two different things. Yeah. Like when we say churchy, I think what we're talking about is just like the culture. The culture. Like there's just certain phrases you use, certain actions you do. Like, and certain ways you move. Certain ways you move that are like deeply ingrained in the fact that you are a person and it's not, it's who not was raised in it. And it's not negative, not but necessarily. Just, but sometimes it's, it does get restrictive. Yeah. If, if if that is not how you grew up or not how you feel, right. it becomes, it feels restrictive. If yeah. you grew up that way, it doesn't feel restrictive. It feels right, like it's just is, something you're used this, to. This is, this, this yeah. is the way I've been living. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, if you haven't felt that, it, it starts feeling restrictive mm -hmm. to, it, it starts boxing you in. Right. Cause like I remember, like they were, like they feel as if like, like they they like they get mad at Kirk Franklin because he doesn't say the the name Jesus in mm -hmm. all his songs. Mm -hmm. Like I remember, um, what's the, what is his most recent popular song? Um, um I, I don't know. Well, he does like the heart. Um, uh, I don't wanna love nobody but yeah. you. Yeah, he doesn't song. say the term word Jesus, and mm -hmm. people feel like it's not a Christian song. Then mm -hmm. people like I've I've heard that comment. Like, oh, I like, but but that's who he's talking about. He's mm -hmm. he's always talked about that, so it makes sense. Right. Like that's who he's talking about, right? But because they he, tried to say the same thing with one of the Molly music songs because he wasn't saying. I'm like, this guy made Yahweh. I think we're all pretty clear <laughs> on who he's talking about. I'm not sure Correct. what, but like y'all talk about. But there's, okay, there's this culture of like to keep trying to figure out who the Antichrist is. Right, <laughs> there's this culture of like. Of trying hard to not be tricked mm -hmm. by the enemy, that like they don't trust a lot of people. Right. And I'm not saying you shouldn't like not watch. Right. Like pay on. attention. If, yeah. if something feels up to you, then you know do an investigation, figure out whatever. But yeah, but it, it's just trying so hard to paint someone as a as terrible. Yeah. 
Yeah, like it's 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 like the community is is crazy, and and that and that, and like, and so that, that's why that's also why I feel as if like it's gonna it's always will always be hard to get people in like who who are not into the into the community because like they'll see that and they're like all right let me get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I remember Cassidy at one point was doing Christian. Mm-hmm. Did, yes, did, he was. He did like stuff, and he, I guess people were trying to get him to. He was like, oh, this is trash. Yeah, here. because it's like it it forces people to. Be it, it doesn't allow for people to evolve. Correct. It's like once you come in and you say that this is your mindset, you step like you the line, can they lock the door. Yeah, they lock the door and they throw away the key. You can never get out. You can never change your mind. You can never evolve your thought process. And try like, to figure it out or try to figure it out. You just have to be this this person with this thought process with this mindset for the rest of your life and. I like the way propaganda broke it down where he was like, you're supposed to change. You're supposed to evolve. You're supposed to grow in your thinking about things. And it's like, you know, that's why I kind of feel bad for like these younger gospel artists, because it's like, like Jonathan McReynolds for me is an example of someone who I think is in the midst like, of, I feel like he grew up churchy though. Yes. He grew up churchy, but like he, he's, he's evolved. He's evolved. And yeah. I feel like he kind of holds back sometimes on how he's evolved because he knows that the industry that currently like holds him up and supports him may not necessarily do the same thing if they knew that he thought certain ways about certain things um kev on stage he talked about this too on um the show he does with angel where he was talking about you know i thought like he was talking about, you know, like how people have unfollowed him and, you know, said he's not a real Christian because he do, he said this or he did that. Like, I remember last year he brought on this young lady called um, Candace Bembo. Um, she how I first found out about Candace Bembo sidebar is that she she's actually I think she knows Gabby and Andrew, actually. Like, I think they are all like school people, but she basically sued Princeton University and won because she was in a doctor of ministry program or doctor of divinity I'm sorry program at Princeton a couple years back and she was sexually assaulted on campus and her mom had just passed away and she essentially had like a mental breakdown and Princeton tried to basic and she I guess she had asked for like an extension on whatever work she had to do that semester because the sexual assault and the mom dying happened during the same like three months time frame. So she had a mental breakdown and she petitioned the university to get an extension or to take a leave of absence or whatever the case is. And they told her, no, she was being dramatic, et cetera, et cetera. So it was a whole big thing. Uh, and I think I ended up reading a story about it and that's how I ended up finding her. So I follow her on social media. And basically she has some very radical, no, I don't want to say radical, like she's crazy, but like in comparison to what the traditional church's thought processes about a lot of things, she has, she has, that's a better word. She has very progressive, um, feminist thoughts regarding theology. And so, um, you know, she can't, Kevin on stage had her on his, uh, radio show on not his radio show, his podcast or whatever it is. Um, sometime like last summer, and some of the stuff she was saying, she said one of the one of her beliefs is she does not believe premarital sex is sin. And she also doesn't believe in soul ties. And the people went nuts. Like, she's dangerous. 
she's leading people astray premarital sex is sin i don't know why she's saying it's not a sin it's a sin fornication the bible says blah 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 and she's just encouraging women to be the funny part is they never bring up men she's encouraging women to be loose and to just blah 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 and soul ties are a thing and you know you got to be careful that's why that's why she's talking about that because she doesn't know because she has soul ties and why is kevin bringing somebody on like this and blah and they were just going off on kevin kevin on stage for having someone like her on his podcast and i'm like first of all if you know anything about kev on stage and you've been following him from the beginning you know that kev on stage often brings people on his show that he fundamentally does not agree with (laughs) because he wants to have a conversation and hear the point of view from someone who is saying something that he does not necessarily find himself in agreement with and that was kind of his premise for having her on the show right he was like I, I like I guess Melissa knew who she was and followed her. He was like, okay, so I've heard about these thoughts you have. I'm a, I consider myself a Christian. I grew up in the church. I don't share these same thought processes, but I want to have you on the show so we can have a debate, have a com- not a debate, but have a conversation, have a dialogue, so I can get a better understanding of what your point of view is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I necessarily agree with everything you say. I endorse anything you say. I have I brought you on here so we could have a conversation and I can hear from your mouth what it is you mean when you say this, 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 and this. Man, people was talking about, I'm canceling my subscription to Patreon. I'm unfollowing Kevin. He's not a Christian, whatever, whatever. People have canceled him because when he does his uh, comedy shows, uh, he has comedians on there that curse. Like people just have him in this box. And it's like, because he does things or talks to people or interacts with people or supports or whatever you want to call it with people who don't fit the box they've put him in they've now decided they don't want to support him anymore and so he kind of i think that's kind of why he started like branching out of being on the church circuit i was about to say i i feel as if like when stuff like because like it happens to most um artists Mm -hmm. is that that whole thing happens Mm -hmm. i think when that happens to artists artists do one of two things they Mm -hmm. either retreat more into that box Mm -hmm. because they don't want to compromise it yeah or they're like all right i don't care anymore right (laughs) like i might as well just do it because if if whatever i do you're gonna say this anyway right and i think that's kind of his mindset because like because now he's just like all right whatever and i think it became a big thing when he said um said nigga on his um on his on on his on his set Mm -hmm. and it was like uh, he's changed he was like nah I say this all the time I just don't say it in my set usually right but I said so like he started to be like how I am usually I'm going to start presenting that in front of the camera more right so like he, so it's less it's less of I'm changing mm-hmm. I'm going to just now just present who I am right right naturally right in front of camera mm-hmm. um there was a the episode with um him and um angel when they were drinking mm-hmm. he never really drank on camera before mm-hmm. so he was like i'm like he's, he's trying to like get out of like i don't want to i don't want to um do this in front of the camera because because like, uh, he's like this is who i am yes now. like he's so like he's, i'm he's, a grown man with a wife and kids why am i like yeah putting on for for strangers yeah so he's trying to like more do that now he's trying to like get out of that so like that's that's his journey right now is trying to do that and he's kind of like if i'm do if i'm acting like this and you don't like it 
that's fine. Right. And I think propaganda went through that because, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think he went kind of went through that because he like on his podcast he used to have, he had someone coming in they were cursing and people he was like they curse I don't know what do they, right that's what, that's what happens right I curse sometimes it happens right, right. <laughs> and it's like it's just it's trying to. <laughs> Um, get that out of it because like a, a, a lot of gospel artists curse. Yeah, a lot of gospel artists. We curse. heard Kirk Franklin cuss his son up, down, round, and around, and people was like, oh, "I can't believe Kirk would say something like that." Yeah, I'm like, he would. Mo- the, most the, the, most the, Christians cuss. I don't yeah. know what it is that y'all are out here believing. I don't know what narratives the people are telling you, but most Christians be cussing. Okay, yeah. it's just fact to life. Does that mean that? We should all just start cursing or no? Because some people might still get offended. Right, by it. right. And that's fine. And, and, and if like, cussing is a conviction for you. That's for you, correct? Okay, and, work with that. And like, I understand. Like, it, it's like saying any other word that might offend somebody. Facts. Like, you might not say a word in front of somebody to not offend Facts. somebody. So, Facts. if you know someone's offensive, doesn't mean you just curse. Like, oh, they'll be alright. But I understand. I mean, they s- will be. But yes. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Like, I understand why people would still resist cursing in front of people. That's right. fine. Yes, I get it. I understand. I understand. But, like, but even when we, I, I think we had a conversation about it, but even when we did, the, um, we watched the history of curse words, mm-hmm. how like curse words didn't start, though these weren't curse words in the Bible times. Yeah. The, the, like we just, we created these um, curse words based off culture and how yeah. we did things. Yeah. Um, it was it's a lot all of, a social construct. A lot of things, like certain um, curse words became curse words because of like the privacy of it. Mm-hmm. And like how we, like um, SHIT became a curse word because um, we used to we started doing it in, in private. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we start, we started doing it in private. People were like, "Oh, it must be has to use a curse word." Mm-hmm. It's a curse word. It's um, it became a word that you don't say out loud because we did it in private. Mm-hmm. Right. Same thing with fuzk it mm-hmm. was because it was it became like a big thing, like sexual thing, like you, you know, like sex is just a. Thing that people don't like talking about in America. It's mm-hmm. it's always like a taboo topic. They can shoot people all day, but once you start doing sex, now we've we've gone too we've far. We've gone too far. Mad violence is fine. It's, it's like the show I was watching. Mad violence. Mm-hmm. They will not show a nipple. They right. will not. Like, you went too far with the nipple. Not, not even a cartoon nipple. It's like all right, y'all. You went too far with the nipple. It's like with the violence. Okay. Yeah, the bloody murders. No problem. You will not show a nipple. You will not. All right. Kids watch this show. <laughs> yep. And they saw that bloody murder, but okay. Yeah. Go with God. Yeah. Um, that's the, your business. The, the nipples where they, where they draw the line. Hi, um, Dios mio. But yeah. I think. Um, I I I think a lot of people curse. It's 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 just a part of language, right? That people do. But like I I think like I said, it's just a um. Sometimes it's, 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 it's his growth of trying to like all right, and he's trying to get comfortable with himself and not right. fall into it. Right. Because it's like once you get trapped in that, you can't get out. Like um Carlton Pearson, who I mentioned before, did an interview that I watched uh maybe like last year or two years ago, where he like I don't know if he was intentionally dropping names, but he kind of mentioned, you know, he speaks regularly with people like Yolanda Adams, T D Jakes, um you know, influential individuals. And he was talk he was talking about how, you know, a lot of them have views about things that would probably have a negative impact on their ability to prosper financially in their industry because the people that pay them to come sing and do certain things would not like 
that they maybe have open views about LGBT or they don't believe there's a hell or they don't believe there's a holy trinity. I don't know. Whatever. But, you know, and so these people like are just trapped in a in a in a performance of their life rather than actually like living authentically and I I I really I feel sorry for them because it's like if if I'm a pastor for example and I really come to the conclusion that I believe in my heart of hearts there is no such thing as hell but because the parishioners pay my bills and support my family I have to get up every Sunday and talk about a place I don't believe in like that I can't imagine that like that that sounds tiring that sounds stressful like you're you're up in the pulpit doing like you're lying in your mind because you're saying that you believe something that you don't believe like it's just it yeah and even on a smaller scale I've 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 seen I've heard this instance where like Pastors just like at a certain time, like they're going through a lot right now, mm-hmm. and like they're not really interested in God. Like, yeah, like yeah, like I've I've heard pastors do that. Like yeah, like it's not like a lifelong thing, but like for these for these last three months, I I'm, I wasn't featuring God. Yeah, but I still got to go on Sunday and preach. Right, right, and it's like I <laughs> but in my mind, I'm like I'm not really featuring this dude right now. Not at all because like I'm I'm in pain right now. And right, I, so like. I, I I understand. Like yeah. it, it, even with the um passes with um cursing, it's mm-hmm. like I understand. It's I understand as a pastor, you, sometimes you might you might not do certain things. You might right. not drink in front of people because you're like, all right, I don't want someone who has a problem with liquor, right, to follow along and think it's okay, and then they, it hurts them, right. So I understand why because right. like a lot of people use their pastor and mm-hmm. like a lot of pe- a lot of churches fall mm-hmm. when the pastor does something. Mm-hmm. And everything because a lot of people's like a lot of, and this this plays into the whole thing a lot of people's vision of what christianity is many times is a person and it's not jesus mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an actual person which is which is yeah yeah so it's kind actual, of a lot of times it's a person of their, their idea pastor. of mm-hmm. a pastor or it could be somebody else a mm-hmm. family member yeah They're, this is what, what their vision of what how a christian they act is. is what christianity is to mm-hmm. them, right yeah bad good whatever it is this Uh. is what their vision of what christianity is Mm -hmm. so if i'm looking at this person and then this person if i think they're in a good version and then i see like later on that they were doing this the whole time behind the back now it's kind of messing with my faith right because in my mind i'm like okay so i thought it was this way and it wasn't this whole time Mm -hmm. so it messes it, it now it messes up my faith about what it is right so people will either fall themselves or Mm -hmm. they're they start defending someone that they shouldn't be. Right. That's why. That's why you have all these parishioners defending these pastors who be wilding. Yeah. Because they're like, if if if, if, I, I, if accept, I believe, if I accept that this person is trash, uh-huh. it's going to mess with me. Right. It's because it means like, every, what? I question everything hope. they've ever taught me. Like, yeah. is it legit? Like, and and, and I understand that if your if your conception of your faith and how you operate as a person is directly linked to the person who is leading and teaching you in said faith. And they do something that to you or to everyone or whatever contradicts what it is they claim to be and what it is they claim to be teaching about. I could see how that would lead you down a path of existential crisis. And so it makes me 
it makes me go back to, well, what's the, what's the solution here? Like, do we stop, um, do we stop, um, I guess my better question is, are we holding Christians with a public platform to an unnecessarily high standard of them being examples or leaders rather than them just taking it or rather than us just taking it at face value for this person is a a person who says they're a Christian who sings or plays an instrument or preaches or whatever, because I feel like, and I don't know if other religions do this, so I don't want to speak to it, but I find that with Christianity specifically, it's like every Christian has to be an example of 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 how Christianity is supposed to be and it's like we're individuals but somehow we all have to show the same example in the same way otherwise we're not really Christians or we're not really doing the example part right and so I'm just trying to figure out like are we putting an un or is there an undue pressure on people because I'm like if our whole conversation is sin is bad sin is wrong whatever this is a sin that's a sin like we can get into that all day long but it's like if someone's pretending because they feel like the community that supports them wants them to be in this box and they can't get out of it the community like there is a there's a weird dynamic of like not necessarily right things that are happening because transparency doesn't exist and honesty can't exist because of the box that the community has put this particular individual or individuals in. So now they're they're basically living a lie uh, uh, to keep up yeah, that, this this narrative. And so it's like, but that, that, that's, that's how, re- how do we? That, that's the same. That, like on a side note, that's the same. Um, problem that we we go through with the whole LGBT thing mm-hmm. is like people with LGBT will like not say it mm-hmm. <laughs> because of what's going on around them yeah pastor like, worship is a distraction though that is correct it's correct <laughs> like they, because of what's going around so they, they don't want they don't want to talk about that or mention that because they're like all right if I um if I talk about this yeah I'm gonna be excommunicated so I, I won't mm-hmm. mention that I'll just right. act like I'm not Right. And it's like, if this is supposed to be like a faith that's about like, like honesty, about truth, about openness, about transparency, if that's what it's supposed to be about, if that's supposed to be part of the, 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 the foundation of it, it's supposed to be, but we're somehow encouraging people to do the opposite of it by the boxes we create. Like we got a little paradox here and, and, how do we how do we fix it because yeah. this this is not sustainable like i feel like we're gonna eventually like get to a point where like we're, we're gonna like the, the, the gonna people implode. who are like you know preachers pastors gospel artists whatever like it's gonna get to the point where they're just gonna be like look this is this is how i give it up you can get with it or you cannot get with it but i can't i can't keep playing this little this this I'm in the closet about yeah. my feelings about or say, whatever like, game it's, like it's, it's, going, it's going to implode. It's not sustainable. It's it's, it's going to implode and it, it can go well or not well. Not well, yeah. Basically, yeah. It, it it can go either way, and <laughs> because and I and I, it, it can go either 
it happens and people are like, all right, everybody's doing this. Okay, so we, it's more accepting and we all understand and we're on mm-hmm. the same page. Or it can be like people just falling out like, oh, this is what's going on. Yeah. Christian's about to trash. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Because I think, I think the truth is we're so, not honest about... The, we, we, we use the terms, we're all sinners, but like we somehow expect our public figures to not be. And it's like, if we're all sinners, then they are too. And we should be... But, open to but the, the it, honesty has, 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 has about be, that has to be like the, the the good sinners right the good the good good sinning not that the bad sinning right and it, and but we also <laughs> use terms like you know god doesn't differentiate well, if god doesn't differentiate then why are we and and why are we like in our in our quest to have this perfect image for our quote unquote heroes leaders whatever you want to call it that we've created like a whole alternate reality that people are living every day. Like that's that that's a little sketchy if you ask me. I'm, I'm just saying. It's like, yeah. yeah. Like I, I I just like it, there's some unpacking that needs to be done. Yes. And restructuring that needs to be done because I feel like this generation of gospel artists, like I don't feel like they really care like that. Yeah, they, anymore. They, they, I feel like they're just like this is me. This is how I'm living. Like I feel like this generation of they have more supporters. Who are like yeah, they have other artists who are on their side. Yeah, and I think I, I think that's that's, that's really yeah. helpful. I, I think I think it's 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 possible. I think it's always possible when you have other people who have your same mindset. Yeah. So like we we have other people I can talk to and talk about how I feel, mm. and I don't feel isolated. I think like right. I said, isolation is is like a hard thing. Yeah. To be a part of, I yeah. think I think people felt this way before. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's just yeah, it's just isolation. Isolation yeah. is just a hard thing right. to. And no one wants to be like the outcast when everybody else is. Even though, right. even if you know that everybody else is doing the same thing you doing, nobody wants to be the outcast in the pu- public in, outcast. Yeah, the public outcast. Nobody wants to be the public so, outcast. Like, it's just like you don't want to be isolated, from everybody right? Else. Like so, I just I feel like we need to evolve our thinking um, as 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 Christians when it comes to the people who are the teachers and the and the singers and the this and the that. The fact of the matter is, outside of them being a pastor or them being a singer, they're a regular person at the end of the day dealing with the same issues that all of us regular people do. They may just happen to have a little bit more public exposure or money than us. And we have to stop with the pedestal because it 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 creates unrealistic expectations and standards for people and it's just it it destroys people honestly like i that's why i appreciate some of these younger artists like they're just like look like the walls group love them they're just like look we're we've been at this music thing since we were kids we are now in our early 20s and we're going through early 20s things we're just we're just doing early 20s things and if you feel that we're not Christians or we're not really believers in Christ because we're going through these things that every early 20s person goes through, then fine. Believe that. Whatever. Figure it out. But we're going to figure ourselves out and not allow ourselves to be like run down or twisted into pretzels to to fit this idea of what this industry or this group of people thinks we should be like we still love god we still appreciate everything that he's allowed us to do but we're also still people living in this world who are experiencing 
real things, real issues. We still have problems. We still have everything that the average person deals with and give us the grace to deal with that Mm -hmm. without throwing us under the bus or taking away our ability to make a livelihood just because you don't agree with how we're going about doing something. And to me, it's like, how y'all going to drag the walls group because oh one of the girls had a child out of wedlock or one of the brothers is allegedly gay but y'all would sit up here and play james fortune who was a documented child and wife abuser walk me through it help me understand i I, at least they was honest about what they had going on you over here like just knowing there's that google it it's documented it's googleable what james fortune and and some of these other uh william murphy some of the really troubling things some of these gospel artists have done but you will excuse it because you know they haven't publicly come out and refuted uh, a belief that you have so you let them rock but you mad you mad with the people who's being honest and being like yeah i stumble i fall I have issues. I don't always do everything quote unquote right. So, you know, because when um, with the Walls group, when it was revealed that the brother was the oldest brother was involved in uh, relations with men and, you know, they tried to drag them and the younger brother was like, nah, y'all not going to drag my brother when I know the type of stuff y'all be getting into on the low. And he basically kind of read down the Kojic denomination and people were like, yeah, we'll never hire y'all again, blah, 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 blah. He was like, cool. But it's like, (sighs) would you rather them have continued to lie just to continue to be quote unquote accepted? Because I'm like, if the if the acceptance they, they would, is they would rather that because <laughs> if the acceptance is predicated on me continuing to lie, I, is it really acceptance? Like, what are we what, they, what are we talking about here? I'm saying they they would rather that. I guess. And then people <laughs> was like, yeah, you know, they wasn't really no Christians because that that other sister she had a baby out of wedlock. I'm like, we can talk about this at another time, but we have got to let go of having babies out of wedlock being a storyline. Like people been having babies out of wedlock since forever. Can we just move on? Can we not use it as a shaming tactic? jesus fix it but yeah it's 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 a sad existence i think to be because like people act like like people have sex out of of marriage all the time every day every day at at this moment that we are talking there's somebody out there having non-marital sex at this very moment all all it takes is a a quick oh yeah i forgot it all it takes is one like it's like a lot of people like y'all think are great are just people who just it just didn't work it, it just it just worked out great for them that's it right because i'm like y'all be looking at some of these like gospel artists and be like oh they single they being holy no they smashing people on the low they just know how to move now so it's like i just feel like the the standard creates this like sneakiness and this like undercover so it's just like the 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 very quote unquote sin you're trying to prevent from representing is what you're actually encouraging by being so restrictive and boxed in so it's just like i i I don't really see how you think this is effective or helpful but you know thank god it ain't me i don't think i would make it as no type of gospel anything because i'm i i cuss and i and if you're mad about it you're mad about it i don't know to tell you um you know i don't i don't know what else i get into but i feel like i would not be a a role model 
in the way that people be wanting people to be. It wouldn't work out. Well, for me. It wouldn't work out for me. Cause y'all not gonna come press me as an adult about something I'm doing as an adult. Like I'm not I'm not gonna do that with you. Go go find something to do. Go play with someone else. So, you know, you know, just keep the people who be doing it in prayer, honey, because I can't. I can't. It's too much. Too much. Do you have anything else to add? No. Who are you laughing at? Well, you. Well, that's it. I can do nothing. It's too much. It's just too much. So that's it. All right, let's move on. Because um, I'm a little hungry. And, you know, I have things to get into this afternoon Uh, once we're done potting. So um, up next is our artist spotlight. Also, if you have any questions about topic please email us at all of no fear pcast at gmail.com factory oh also shout out to people on the streaming services and people on patreon oh we appreciate y'all we, we didn't do no shout out we just be trash we're um, gonna do better next check episode. us out on patreon for only three dollars only three dollars Yes, Only and we also else. have items. If you pay more money, you can get items. We yes, got, we got one shirts. Of our, we one got, of our patron, one of our patrons, got um her merch this week, and she was like, "Ooh, it's nice quality. It's real soft and luxurious, or whatever." Because we got good quality. Yes, we give you quality merch, darling. Not that cheap stuff that they sell at the Walmart. Quality. Not not shade to the Walmart because I do go there from time to time. However, we have quality quality merch. So get you some. Work. Get you some. Yeah, so our artist spotlight this week, her name is Marion Mariba, but her um artist name is Mariba. Um she is from Montgomery, Alabama, if I'm not mistaken. She was born in Montgomery, Alabama, raised in Pennsylvania. She is of Ethiopian and uh African American descent. Uh she's college educated as well. Uh she went to Carnegie Mellon and Carnegie Carnegie Mellon is in Pittsburgh. It's a great school for um performing arts um as well as uh engineering and things like that. But she went there for the performance what's and but she was like, mm -mm, I can't do this out here in Pittsburgh with all these all these uh 2520s. So um sis said, Let me get on down by my people and she went to Spelman College in Atlanta, Georgia where she graduated in 2011 with uh, an English degree and a music minor. So my sis said, I'm going to learn how to write the songs. I'm going to learn the words to write the songs and I'm going to learn the musics to play so I can do the song. So she did, she did the mathematics. She did the science and now look at her. Spellman grad, she, she music artist. Hmm? She did the STEM. She did the STEM. She did the STEM. She did. she did the STEM. She did the STEM. And so, you know, now she's here um, doing music and whatnot. She's been active as an artist since about 2013. Uh, some of her songs were featured on Insecure, uh, the HBO show, which I think is coming back this summer for the final season. I got to check the dates because, you know, I got my HBO Max because I got to see my sis um, Issa Rae on the show or whatever. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, HBO Max, sidebar, if y'all are not watching Black Lady Sketch Show, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but you need to go watch Black Lady's Got Show. It'll bless you. I promise. Um, What's today's STEM research? I'm sorry <laughs> saying that. What's today's STEM research? That's fine. Um, so uh, Mariba has done a lot of collaboration with Earth Gang and JID. They're part of um, J. Cole's uh, Dreamville Collective, as well as um, Black, aka Six Lack, because that's how his, he spelled to be. It looked like a six. Um, she signed to Interscope Records. Um, she's released a few EPs. She released two albums, um, one in 
in uh, 2019. It's called The Jungle is the Only Way Out. Um, and then she's uh, released um, one with Dreamville um, Spillagen, which is it was part of the collective. It's uh, Dreamville and herself. Uh, and then she's put out a few EPs, uh, about four of them. She, uh, she has one coming out this month, actually. It's called AZEB. Um, that is the name of the one that's coming out this month is coming out on the 26th so check it out it's a digital download for the streams or whatever so um this is mariba sandstorm and i think it's featuring jid if i'm not mistaken so get into it let's go We were low, we were high, Jekyll high, and I still stay by your side You know I tried and tried and tried and tried and tried I was wrong, you was right, justified, I was playing with fire What a divide, 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 divide Good God, you niggas are crazy Justified the feeling, is all we do Inside is killing me, baby Outside I'm cucumber goo We might just really be crazy Like she be picking some really popping songs for her um for her show. A lot of artists I've actually like come to find out who they were because of Insecure. Because I'd be like, what's that song? Let me get my little sound hound out and figure out what the kids is doing. I don't have Shazam. I'm sorry. I got the sound hound. But it's whatever. So shout out to Mariba. Um her 
uh, EP coming out is named Azeb, and that's her middle name. Uh, and it means light. She said I was reading up about it to see what it what it was about. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm get her little um thing. Thank shout to Janelle for putting me on to Mariba because she mentioned her like a while back, and I was like, girl, what? But Janelle be doing like you know like meditation and chakras and stuff like that. So I feel like this uh, Mariba is kind of good music for that. Um, so let's move on to this week in random. This week in random. So uh, I'm going to just start like this. Free Palestine till Palestine is free. Um, I'm not anti-Semitic. And I don't want that statement to be interpreted as an anti-Semitic statement because apparently you saying that is people that's taking it that way. No, no, it's not that at all. It's it's two countries. It's two countries. I got love. I got love for the Jews. It ain't no beef. Um, but free Palestine till they free Palestine because they over there bombing the bejesus out of them people. Yeah. Killing children. Innocent children, innocent people, because they just are literally trying to wipe Palestine off the face of the of the of the earth. I mean, the United Nations does not even recognize Palestine as a nation, so it's like. But I'm from there though, so what you mean? What you mean is not this. This where I'm from. It's 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 interesting. It's interesting, and people keep trying to downplay it as a religious conflict and whatever, whatever. No, it's it's it's, it's, it's some imperialism at play. Yeah, it's it's too much. It's a lot. It's a very complicated issue. It's a very nuanced issue. But at the end of the day, y'all, y'all gonna try to cancel. I'm telling you, y'all, y'all gonna probably try to cancel like a lot of black people. A lot of black people, like it's not that we are for or against Palestine or Israel. It's just. Right is right and wrong is wrong. It just looks crazy. Like, Israel has military force and is using it on people essentially living in ruins because they've been bombing and bombing and bombing them and taking over their land little by little. Like, I saw a map of what the landmass of Palestine looked like in 1946 versus now. And little by little, Israel has chipped away at the landmass that is Palestine. They are very forcibly occupying those people's landmass and killing them. And I read an article where one of the uh, government ministers was like, we won't stop bombing them until there's absolute silence. So they don't care that there's children over there. They don't care about it. They trying to exterminate Palestine from the face of the earth. So you can feel however you want to feel about it. Go do your research. Go read. My stance is free Palestine until Palestine is free. Um... Moving on uh, to more uh, conflict related things. So the J- the Joe Budden podcast, um, Mark and I used to listen to the Joe Budden podcast uh, frequently. Um, that podcast actually sort of inspired us to get into doing podcasting because it was yeah, like, oh, even the style we kind of do our podcast is based off of it's that. kind of. Yeah. So it's like it was very it was very much like we enjoyed the idea of like sitting, talking having banter having discussion whatever the case is doesn't have that have that much rhyme or reason to it yeah just you know just random yeah random and so we we enjoyed that and that sort of inspired what we have today now uh if you don't follow it quick catch up the joe button podcast uh it started back in i want to say 2015 or something like that um it was you know housed on joe's youtube channel uh Rory and Maul became part of the podcast and it became this whole thing. They were going on tours and doing live podcast shows. Um, They had a a streaming deal with Spotify. Uh, They had a lot going on. It was turning into a very successful, lucrative um, avenue um, for them. 
during this pandemic, I want to say like maybe through two, three months ago. I mean, I guess I would say over the last six months, probably as a person who was a regular listener, like you could tell that there was tension building amongst the group. And it wasn't just like, oh, friendly jabs. Cause you know, they're the, they were, they're the type of friends who like, you know, make a lot, like make a lot of jokes and talk trash. But like at the end of the day, it's all love. But yeah. And it, even, even in their heated discussion, yeah. you, you were like, all right, we had a discussion. It was just heated discussion, but we still are yeah. each other. Yeah. But I would say maybe like six months ago, maybe more, it started to feel like there was tension amongst the group and it wasn't like he ha ha like it was like as a listener i felt like i was like yo these dudes really got beef with each other but you know whatever brushed it off anyway uh, about a month or two ago uh joe budden came on one of his podcasts and neither rory nor maul were there and you know it was just kind of like you know joe told rory to take a break maul felt some kind of way about Joe telling Rory to take a break and so Maul in in solidarity with Rory and in feeling like Joe didn't have the right to just say take a break to somebody he they didn't come on the podcast for like I think it was like two weeks well it it, it was well yeah that that part happened before before that even happened Maul came to Joe was like hey let's talk about it and Joe Budden said some disrespectful stuff and yes and Joe, and Joe Budden said something disrespectful which we found out later was he basically told Maul, the, the what you're asking me about is none of your business. The podcast is none of your business. And Maul felt like that was disrespectful. And so he sat out. They they allegedly had a talk, hashed things out, or were working on hashing things out. Rory and Maul came back. I think they maybe did, what, one, two episodes? And then there was a hiatus. They took a vacation. They took a vacation. For, for a week. For a week. And then basically that was the end of it. Uh, so Joe Budden came on the podcast, one of the ones this week, and basically did a rant like, you know, them them dudes ain't my friends. They don't have no right to be asking me stuff. Rory's a piece of trash, blah, 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 blah. I never asked for his friendship. I never asked him to be at my child's birth, blah, blah, blah. blah. Just like he literally went on like a, a, a full on like Joe Budden sweat veins popping rant and if you follow joe budden you know exactly what i'm talking about and people were alarmed like yo like this is somebody that is your friend and he said oh maul you know maul you know he gave him a place to live and you know he was hiding detergent from him and like basically speaking very negatively about his two friends and i think it alarmed people because outside of the whole doing a podcast together thing they were actually friends with him for years maul has been his friend for almost 20 years rory had been his friend for five or more years so these are people that were with him and around him before the podcast became what it is so it's like these is your mans like you hang out with these people outside of this this podcast business like how could you get on air and just drag them like that he told Rory you're fired you can't come back you're no longer welcome like how you firing your mans on air like that's supposed to be your mans so you know the internet was set ablaze of course and you know there were kind of two sides of the coin there were people who were like yeah well you know it's Joe's podcast Joe's the boss he can do whatever he wants and then there were other people like yo like that's how you do your friends 
grimy like that you get on air and and cuss them out and call them pieces of trash and say they was homeless and just like that's what you would do to people that are your friends that's crazy yeah because like people will um like people have seen people talk people talk trash to people other businesses Mm. other people like people people like all right that happens and Mm. some people don't like it so whatever Mm. and everything but like people always feel as if like all right but they're they people have sometimes they have friends they're like Mm. all right but I'm trying to savage salvage this mm-hmm. so even like I might talk to people crazy mm-hmm. or I might have like these points come to your friends it's a little different right and I feel like everybody has that right like everybody us- well usually has that mm-hmm. like Ke- Kevin Hart he might say all this stuff and everything but he has his friends right right, right. like whatever mm-hmm. uh, Jay-Z like mm-hmm. might like say everything but he's like alright but he's not gonna do that to Ty Ty Emery and Memphis yeah like, like those are his friends he's, he's gonna he's like no matter what that's he's gonna go off for them right and like it's just whatever it is I'm just gonna make sure that happens not gonna, yeah. not gonna, not gonna publicly say anything crazy about them right. it's just it's just not what they're gonna do right it's just right. there's always gonna be a limit to that right and everything when it comes down to your friends so it's like mm-hmm. that that is kind of what a lot of us assume that that's what we were to him to Rory Moore yeah and we assume that because like even like during this whole thing when they were gone there was not much public stuff going on yeah so we're like alright it's not that yeah like Maul and Rory weren't posting anything spicy or yeah and all three of them even when they were talking like even when they said it like it still wasn't too spicy right like it it wasn't anything that seemed like was unsalvageable right right and everything right so after joe went on the on the rant i guess maul and rory were like okay so we gotta we gotta address this so they did a, a video about an hour long where they basically explained what happened so long story short the three of them were in a uh, percentage partnership, profit partnership, yeah. profit partnership, pay structure with Joe when it came to the podcast. So essentially, when whatever profits were made for the podcast, for the podcast specifically, was split amongst the three of them in whatever percentage. They didn't say the numbers, but you know, let's yeah. say. You like, know, like I, I would Joe assume, got forty percent. I, I would assume they more, got the other twenty. Whatever. I, yeah, I would assume it would be like sixty, twenty, twenty. Yeah, they I, got I a percentage. That. Whatever it is, yeah. it's just the percentage is this based off the profit. Based off of the profit and, of what comes in. Correct. And every time a new deal comes in, it was the same thing. All right, let's modify the contract. Yes. to Add this to it. So like, yes. let's say like the Spotify came in. The Spotify was like three hundred thousand. Mm. A percentage of this goes to Joe. A percentage mm. of this goes to Rory. A percentage of this goes to Maul. Mm. That's just how they laid it out. Yes. Right? It wasn't what? like a specific number. It's just like whatever the, the big number is, whatever the percentage of that is that's my cut, that's what I'm supposed to get. Per episode, whatever it is. Yeah. This is what it is. Yeah. That, that's it. That's it. <laughs> there's, and there's so... Nothing more than that. I guess Maul realized or Maul was like, wait, I got the same check for a show where we sold 1,500 tickets versus a show where we sold 2,000, the money should be a little different. Why am I getting the same check even though I'm seeing more ticket sales? Like, what's going on? So there was a, a, a request for accounting and, you know, basically Joe cussed out Maul or Rory, whichever, I think it was Rory, which at, who asked for accounting. Like, what, what but it's like, the, the, if the, the, I'm the, supposed to a get pattern, a percentage... There was a pattern of that yes. every so, time. So Rory said, you know, before the Joe Budden podcast, like, took off for real he had a meeting with Elliot Wilson this is a guy who's in the entertainment industry who works at Tidal and he was talking about oh Tidal's looking to move into podcasting and Rory being a friend like oh 
let me go ask Joe what he thinks about this because he about to take this podcast to the next level. Maybe title could be the vibe, whatever, whatever. And Rory said Joe blacked on him. It was like, why are you talking podcast business to people? And Rory was like, I wasn't talking podcast business to anybody. This person that we both know was telling me that title is starting a podcast arm. I'm coming to you to ask you what you think about the podcast that we getting ready to take to the next level being a part of that situation. I didn't promise the guy anything. I didn't tell him we was going to do anything. I'm just literally, this is some information I got. I'm bringing it to you for your feedback. And Joe blacked out on him. So then the whole thing with the, the what's the split situation looking like came up. They asked for accounting. Joe blacked out again on them. He's like, why are you asking me questions? You think I'm trying to steal? Da, 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 da. And then Rory said, when he looked over it, when they finally got the accounting, there was a $400,000 mistake that he noticed. He reported it to the agency who did the accounting. They were like, oh, we messed something up on our part. We're going to fix it. And then I think Maul said when they tried to discuss again, like, was the issue fixed? Joe kind of blacked out again and didn't want to have the conversation because he took it as they trying to insinuate I'm stealing. And they were like, no, we never said anybody was trying to insinuate stealing. We just wanted to make sure that the issue was fixed and the accounting was right. Because if, again, there's a percentage thing, that 400,000, when it's fixed, should come back in some way and be split amongst us as the split agreement entails. Very simple. So once they explained that, I was like, okay, because people was like, oh, they employees. Why are they asking? Like, it's like somebody working at Walmart asking the it's CEO. Not the it's not the same thing. No. It's not the same thing. They're not salaried employees. Their compensation is based on what the podcast brings in. So if I'm getting a percentage, how I'm going to know if my percentage is right if I don't know what's coming in in the first place? Yeah. And, like, it's and, very simple. And keep saying it's not my, it's like, oh, they're saying it's not my money. It's my, like, it's it's really just about percentage, making sure it's done right. Right. Even if it was $100. Right. Whatever percentage is $100, right. it's just giving them a percentage. Right. Just give me if three dollars. Just give me three dollars. Just like, give me three dollars. Like, like we, I, we I, I, I don't, don't want to feel like, I, I feel like whatever we agreed on, just give me what I, right. we agreed upon. That's right. it. Right. My After thinking about it, like, today, mm-hmm. and thinking about it for I feel as if, and, and and this is this is where um, and and oh, before before get, you continue, the other thing I wanted to say is you know some people are stupid like yes. that, that listen and understand because people are like they kept saying it's about it's not about money but they bringing up money. Here's 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 what the issue is. The issue is not about the money. The issue is about the respect when asking questions about the money. Correct. It's not that they felt oh Joe is stealing from us there's some shady business going on over there the the problem is when they ask to have conversations as they had the right to as people getting compensated from the big pot of money they were being met with that's none of your business you don't need to know that why is you asking that and somebody cursing them out on a regular basis that's what the problem was Correct. the problem was with the respect because if if we working together we help and build something and I come to you with a simple what's up with this and you curse me out and call me everything but a child of God we have a problem it's not about the money that's not even the issue it's about the fact that you do not respect me because you don't think I have the right to come to you not just as your partner in business but even as your friend you don't feel like I have the right to come ask you so people are like oh they keep saying it's about the money it was not about the money use your ears open your third ear the issue was about the lack of respect Not they felt like here. he disrespected them in the way he spoke to them the way he spoke about them the way he handled them they felt like as friends you should have handled us with more respect than this yeah and like 
after like even like I saw like a response like Joe Budden had and everything, he was like, I should do a, cl- a master class on like what how business works and everything. So what I've gathered and like based like based off of both perspectives, I, I think how Joe is handling the money is that it comes in. He puts a certain percentage to either the um, Joe Budden podcast mm-hmm. or to grow something. Mm hmm. Or to do that and everything like that, mm. and then he like he puts it to certain different things and everything, and then he'll take whatever that is, mm. and then he's like, "All right, I'm gonna pay Rory this. I'm gonna mm. pay him all this, mm-hmm. right?" And like, I feel like in his mind, in the past, he might have been like, "All right, it might have not been the numbers, but I'll make sure I give him this consistently." So mm. in his mind, he was do- he was paying Sally giving mm. a good amount of money right. each time. Right, right, right. The problem is, is that. The problem is, is like what they say. It's just like they don't know what's going on. Just let right. them know. Like, right. if 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 you're t- like, if the deal says it's a percentage of the whole, then you give them a percentage of the whole. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. If the deal is so, like whatever that is, it's give them a percentage of the whole. It right. Doesn't matter. Like, right. The bill is this much money. Mm-hmm. This is how much came in. You get this percentage. Right. If that number doesn't work for you, they have to renegotiate the deal. If the mm-hmm. number doesn't work for you in terms of the growth of the actual network, whatever it is, mm-hmm. then it needs to be renegotiation. Mm-hmm. Not saying anything doesn't work. Right. And then there was an instance. There was an instance where like he talked about a deal that was like presented to them that he turned down, and Maul and Rory had no idea about it. They were yeah. like, "Huh? Yeah, because what? any on deal, air while they're recording the podcast, they were like, wait a minute, what's because because going any on? deal." It impacts that. this bottom line. So yeah. that's when they started doing more investigation into being like, well, what's really going on here? Because it's like, what it, money What money are we aware of all the money that's in the pot? Correct. Because like, it, it, like let's, let's, just, let's just say you're not stealing mm-hmm. at all. It is, it, right. you're, not, you're, not, you're not stealing anything. It's just, they just want to know what's going on. Right. It, it could be that you're like, I, I like, because... He might be feeling offended because he's like, "Oh, when it was down, I was still making sure he got the money." Great, just let them know what's going on, though. Right. I think I think the non-clarity right. is, is going to give question. It opens the door for there to be suspicion. Correct. So if you're just, just dodging just, questions just, and and not being upfront. Correct. And just 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 have just they they just want clarity, and I feel right. like that's not a crazy thing to do, especially right. if you're a percentage partner. Right. Of the whole thing. Right. And and, and it doesn't have to be a large percentage. They can right. they can, it could be five percent. Right. 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 If you're a percentage, I just want to know what the what the percentage is and what right. comes from. Right. And like when you're a percentage partner, it, it means it's not every week. Mm-hmm. It's maybe once a quarter. It could be once a year. Right. And I think uh, Rory said that he was mm-hmm. like, it's supposed to be once a quarter. But if you tell me once a year, this is how much that came to you. Uh-huh. I have the whole amount. Mm-hmm. Fine. Great. I just want to know what it is. Right. Like I'm not coming to you every week. Like so, what's what's up? What's up? What's up? It's like I just, there's I, just I, a standard point. business practice that should be established here. Correct. Well, well, why are you fighting me over it? Correct. And and like and we're saying like an Excel spreadsheet is not a it's not accounting. An Excel spreadsheet and some words in a in a in the body of because, the email is not any, accounting. Because anybody can type that in. Yeah, anybody put that in. Anybody you don't know who got access to that spreadsheet. You don't know what that is. We need to see some official things through a QuickBooks, honey. Um, the other thing that I thought was interesting about it, like I didn't know this. Um, people trying to act or Joe trying to act like Rory and Maul weren't there from like the very early stages. Rory was like. Season one, episode one. I made the SoundCloud account that the episode went up on. So I've, I've been there. I had my friend make the artwork for the episode. I've been there from the very beginning. 
I do not understand why this dude is trying to act like I'm some random that came in off the street. And Maul was like, yeah, I came in at episode 77. Sure, no big deal. But let's be honest. Look at the subscriptions prior to the podcast going up on his on his YouTube and prior to when I came on versus uh, once I joined the show and was a regular member, you will see an increase. So don't act like... We, 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 we're just two bums you took in off the street and you didn't help we didn't help you do nothing Correct. I think the bottom line is Joe is a narcissist and a sociopath and he just cannot take he's anybody he's a sociopath and, and he doesn't know how to be he doesn't know how to just say he's wrong he, he doesn't know how to be the machine also yes because like he's how are you to, gonna rage against the machine and then become the machine yeah, how? yeah how? like he, he's used to like raging against it so he doesn't understand how to be an effective right like and Kevin Hart on his own podcast was like yeah bottom line Joe's a bad leader yeah yeah yeah. I, I, I think that's, that's valid mm-hmm. I think that, that that's really what it, I, I think he, he doesn't understand how, how it just makes it look he, I don't know who he has in his corner right now, and mm-hmm. I, think, I think, I think, I think all major artists need friends in your corner to keep you level. I don't yeah. know if he, who he has anymore, right? Because I, I think, I think Maul and Rory was the person I thought was right. Keep, and right. I think, and I think Maul and Rory, they admitted it. They gave him a lot of grace because he was their friend. Even when he saw him do exactly what he's doing to them, to other people, he was like, "But you wasn't friends with them, like we friends." Yeah. So I don't think you would move with me that this way, but. He did. Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel like Maul is over it. He's completely done. I think Rory is still young. Rory, I, I, I remember being 30 and feeling like, oh, there's hope for people. I no longer feel that way. But I remember being 30 because I feel like Rory still has hope that Joe could be a good person. Joe needs a, lobo- a lobotomy. Some Joe needs something fixed in his brain so he cannot be this person. Because more and more... His behavior shows it's like, this is why you didn't pop the way you could have. It's not that you're not talented. It's just you have destructive personality traits that no matter like that, like pop out every time it, and ruin things for you. It's similar to what I was saying about um, how I approach poetry. Mm-hmm. Basically, like <laughs> he in his mind, he went through a, bunch of, a crazy period before mm-hmm. he did the work, went to therapy mm-hmm. and he was like, I'm good. I know how to self understand myself. Right. I'm fixed now. I'm fixed now. So like what I do, like, and like, so like, when you, when people say stuff like that, he's like, no, I've, I've went through that. Right. And I've, I've gotten tools before mm-hmm. I go to, a ther- I go to therapy, but he's like, I'm like, more. yes, but you're not understanding. Like you're so caught up in like, I know what I'm doing that you're not understanding what the negative you're still doing. Mm-hmm. It's just a different level. It's yeah. Di- it's something. So like, it's not the same problem. Mm-hmm. It's different problem. Right. Right. And like, I think that is what's. Right. I was like, no, you 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 have a different problem that you're not addressing. Right. It's a different problem because right. it's, it's a different problem of leadership and being in power, which you're not used to. Right. And let and and let's be clear, Rory and Maul were a hundred percent assets to that podcast. Yeah. Rory and Maul and the proximity to certain people in the industry that they have. You only had it because of them. Like, I'm pretty sure that there are people who are now like, oh, Joe did Maul and Rory funny. I'm not playing with him. Yeah. Like, he, like he, um, Maul and Rory are like the, the buffer with all the, with, with a lot people. of people. Yes. Like, they're like, all right, I don't, I don't, I'm not talking about, I'll, I'll talk to, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, they, they wild. So, yeah, yeah, yeah we got to go. So let's wrap this up real quick. Um, so yeah. Go go watch Rory and Maul's video and hear both sides, and, and we can discuss later. 
Um, Nicki Minaj is releasing Beam Me Up Scotty on the, on the streaming services or she released it. I saw it on um, Tidal. I'm downloading it to listen to this week. If you don't know what Beam Me Up Scotty is, it's kind of like the mixtape that Nicki put out that kind of got her her record deal, basically. Yeah. I guess this is her attempt at a relaunch of her career since she kind of took some time off. Hopefully she'll stick to actual rapping and not the Looney Tune um, Taylor Swift games because I don't have time. I don't want to hear that. Um... What do you feel about this no mask with the vaccinated people, according to the CDC? It's confusing, I guess, because people are like, well, how do you know who's vaccinated and who's not? Uh, how are the like the stores and the offices and the different people supposed to regulate what's yeah, going on here? Correct. And, 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 I, and I'm not sure if um, New York, I, I know New York State has it. I'm not sure if other states have the same thing. Like the Excelsior Pass? Yeah. I know Trader Joe's has said that they are complying with the CDC statement and they're no longer requiring masks in the stores. But just to be clear, y'all can get the vaccine, y'all can not get the vaccine. I don't really care what you do. However, I'm going to wear my mask when I'm outside amongst you heathens because I don't know what you people are doing. I don't know what you're doing. You're just spreading COVID and I don't have time for it. So I'll still be wearing my mask. Thank you very much around the strangers because I don't know what you girls are doing. I'm not going to no supermarket with no. The supermarket is where people was probably getting COVID from. Mostly because mm-hmm. the ventilation systems in supermarkets are not are not the greatest. So people was trying. Pro- I know a few people who got COVID and was like, the only place I went was the grocery store. I was like, yeah, you probably got it from somebody in there. Yeah. Because they had the vid, honey. Right. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Congrats to Tina Turner, Jay-Z, Gil Scott Haran and LL Cool J. They're being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah. uh, this year. So kudos. I love it. It's so black and excellent. And I'm glad Tina Turner is getting her flowers while she's still alive. Um, shouts to her. Um, so Married at First Sight finally came to an end. We thank God. I think all of the couples should have divorced, but three of them stayed together. Uh, Eric and Virginia, Brianna and Vincent, and... Um, uh, what's his name Ryan and Clara um, Brianna needs to get away from Vincent she's too black and excellent to be with him he's insecure and fat we don't have time um, Eric is abusive uh, emotionally possibly, possibly physically but you know Virginia gonna figure it out eventually and I hope Ryan is finally honest with Clara about why he doesn't want to have the sex with her um, I, I hope they figure that out but kudos to them um, Chris and Paige was trying to play on our nerves on that show talking about we undecided if y'all don't break up but I suspect she's still messing with him on the low because she seems slow um, and yeah Haley and Jacob girl it's been over from like two days after the wedding so we don't care thank God that season's over I think the finale is coming on either this week or the week after I got to get into it and see but I'll be watching um, this week's binge alert I've been telling y'all um, we bringing this new segment binge alert to the pod um black lightning binge alert of the week i'm recommending that for y'all um it's on the cw i think it's this season on cw is the last season of it but i think netflix is it netflix or is it hulu one of them has all the previous seasons so you can go back and watch it it i thought it was going to be a corny show but it's actually quite good get into it shouts to veronica for putting us on to black lightning um finally new music new music New music, new music, new music. So my Aquarian brother, Jermaine Lamar Cole, a.k.a. J. Cole, um, shout to Aquarians out there in the streets. He put out the off season. Uh, It's J. Cole. It's excellent. It's great. Um, Get into it. It'll bless you. Um, It's not like a summer prep album, but, you know, I enjoy J. Cole talking, talking his ish on a record. It gives me what I need. I've missed J. Cole, so I'm very happy to uh, 
to have this album now for my listening pleasure because I have worn out 2014 Forest Hills Drives and KOD. So yeah, thanks for the new music, J. Cole. Um, Kodak Black re- released an album, Haitian Boy Kodak. And Georgia Smith, uh, if you're looking for some R&B, some smooth R&B, released uh, Be Right Back. So yeah, that was the new music uh, for the week uh, in terms of albums. I'm sure there's some singles, but I sure didn't look at it. So, you know, just get on your, your streaming platforms and see what's out there in them little streets. It'll bless you. Word, 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 word. It'll bless you. Uh, so yeah, is there anything else? Nope, that's it. All right. Well, uh, it's been great. Thank y'all for coming through and listening. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We thank you for your support. And until next time, we we bid bid you adieu. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh huh. Uh huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Hey.